Thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Hamilton, Commodities Analyst at BMO Capital Markets. And welcome to our short Metals Matters podcast where we highlight the key things you need to know in global metals and mining this week. This will be the last Metal Matters for 2021 and what a year it has been for metals and bulk commodity markets. Every single one of the major commodities we cover is set to be up on 2020 levels on an annual average basis and it's extremely interesting to look at where we have seen new nominal highs this year. It's been spread across a range of very different sub-markets. Many of the biggest commodities are there, iron ore, copper, thermal coal, steel, but also some of the smaller ones. Tin, bauxite, palladium, lithium. And of these, palladium is set for an annual average high in inflation-adjusted terms. It's the only one. And that is despite the well-documented problems in the auto industry this year. So what took prices to new highs? Well, during the first half, we saw the strongest metal demand impulse in history in terms of the absolute levels of rate of change as the global economy went through an extremely metals-intensive phase of growth, which is not uncommon in a recovery period. Now, 2021 has not been a record year for Chinese demand growth. Indeed, 2020 was stronger But relative to expectations at the start of the year, ex-China has certainly been the upside surprise. To put some numbers around this, global steel demand will have grown almost 100 million tonnes on a year-on-year basis. Aluminium, 4.8 million tonnes. That's second only to 2010 in history, an absolute rate of change. And nickel, a phenomenal 418,000 tonnes. That's almost double the previous annual average record set in 2010. However, the story of the year we will have been on the supply side, and I'm not talking about the semiconductor shortages, container freight problems, port bottlenecks, COVID-related border closures, scarcity of labour, China's power crisis, though all of these have played a role in, in supply constraint. Rather, the dramatic decline in China's crude steel output is something we may look back on future years with astonishment. We lost 350 million tonnes per annum, almost 20% of global output from a single country in four short months between April and August. Now, as we look ahead at this time of year, discerning what might happen in terms of Chinese policy is crucial. Certainly, the past several months have been challenging ones for the Chinese industrial economy, with decelerating demand and meaningful supply constraints. However, after a period of putting out fires, there is now a little more wiggle room for policy support, particularly as inflation pressures ease. Remember, November's producer price inflation, which was still elevated at plus 12.9% year-on-year, has started to decelerate while prices of certain key commodities, not least coal, are lower. And with this, we have seen a slight turn in high-frequency Chinese data for signs of re-acceleration. And following the recent Central Economic Work Conference and a clear push for growth, well, we expect this to continue in the first half of next year. We anticipate some fiscal front-loading, somewhat of a credit impulse, and a ramp-up in state-backed spending on social housing and renewable energy, both metals-intensive areas. To be clear, the first quarter is set to be weak in terms of end demand. Bear in mind, we have seen six months of negative property new starts, this relative void now working its way through the chain. But some of the more bearish demand forecasts I've seen out there will have to be paired back with the growth positive change in tack. Let me quote the post-conference communique. All party works should be centred on economic growth. That's a pretty clear statement, and in our view, The growth point was made so emphatically that there might even be a risk of too much momentum as speculative activity takes hold. 
We did note that the NDRC saying they would clamp down on any abnormal market activity in commodities, which is a clear shot across the bows of any speculator. Last week, we, in association with my colleagues covering metals and mining equities, published our year ahead report, which includes many of the key themes we see as important across the industry as a whole, some commodity price changes and our top picks on the equity side. If I were to summarise the view, it is that we are going from a spectacular year in 2021, both for commodity prices and for industry margins, to a good one in 2022. This is a cyclical sector, and the demand impulse is waning, with the latest clean physical market indicators such as aluminium premiums, steel export prices, molybdenum price, while they're all dropping. Monetary policy headwinds will start to blow harder as the year progresses, Though China is starting to loosen up, as we discussed previously, and that will help offset this. We still see the majority of commodities trading at a premium to mid-cycle norms until inventories rebalance and supply chain issues are fully fixed. But with less aggressive competition for units, most are likely to trade at lower levels than seen on average over the current year. Two things to watch for. Low available inventories in base metals and Chinese rebar heading into the new year, there will be a lot of focus on the pace of stock build over the first quarter. And look for cost inflation, pushing cost curves higher across the board. So what are we thinking for commodity exposure at the present time? Well, into early 2022, we see iron ore as well positioned to benefit first from the nascent Chinese policy of support, as steel production expectations rebound with premiums for pellets and high-grade material outperforming. We also see coal price resilience, both thermal and met, as underappreciated through the remainder of the Northern Hemisphere winter before we see these prices heading lower into the second quarter. And with inflation concerns to the fore, we see precious metals as a natural defensive position until 2022's economic and monetary policy path becomes a little clearer. And so therefore, relative to industrial commodities, gold holds up well, but we do see better upside in platinum and palladium from current levels as the global auto production cycle re-accelerates. In base metals, copper remains a longer-term favourite given its perennially disappointing supply side and strategic role in global decarbonisation, with penetration rates increasing across power generation and electric mobility. In this market, through-cycle substitution can be considered a necessary evil in order to prevent ongoing acute shortages in the latter part of this decade. However, we would say we see current price levels as elevated relative to current fundamentals, particularly as that demand wades. This may lead to opportunities to increase copper exposure over the coming months. For now, in base metals, the potential for higher power prices and resultant supply adjustments, well, we'd favour aluminium exposure. Over the year as a whole, we expect high levels of interest in uranium, critical metals and battery raw materials to persist as the challenges of keeping up with the pace of global decarbonisation and energy transition trends becomes clearer, augmented by financial market investment in certain cases. With that, all that is left to say is thank you for listening to Metal Matters this year. I hope it has been useful to you and I wish you and your nearest and dearest a safe and happy holiday period. Please relax, recharge and join me again in 2022 to discuss what challenges and opportunities the new year may bring metals about commodity markets.
That was Metal Matters, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Metal Matters on Apple Podcasts and other podcast providers, or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more episodes, including our other podcast series, BMO Equity Research in Tune. If you have feedback or suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please do share it with me at colin.hamilton at bmo.com. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com forward slash public hyphen disclosure.